0: And thanks for downloading this podcast from ilikehugh.com. If you can, give us a follow or subscribe. And remember that all the information about the guests in today's episode can be found at ilikehugh.com. Now, let's get started. It's a bright side. We're at, back at Amsterdam. Mm-hmm. And with the lovely Susie. And hey, Susie, I want you to meet uh, my friend, Pam. But I kind of think, you know
1: Pam already? It's, it's Winnipeg. <laughs> everybody knows everybody. It's and small yes, world. There's a connection. Yeah, it's yes. a small world. All right, so share the story. So we went oh. to the same high school together. Yes. No and as I was yes. saying to you, I can't remember yeah. what I went to the fridge for, but I remember that. so, <laughs> so funny. Yeah. Right?
0: Well, and you know what? It's so nice to catch up with you too, Pam. I mean, the last time we chatted was a great story about your dad. And you going to Africa. Yes. And uh, telling his sort of story and finding out so much about his history. And here's the kicker. Her dad didn't know anything about this. No. No. Like I don't know how you do a movie about <laughs> your parent and they don't know. Like, well, that's a surprise. Yeah, that was, it was, yeah. A surprise.
2: two yeah. years of the White Lies, <laughs> and yeah, it was it was very difficult, but with the support of family and friends for not saying anything, it all worked out. Oh well, yeah, I so. know,
0: and they're so cute. Her mom oh, and dad thanks. are so cute. <laughs> She had snacks and everything that day we came over for the interview, and uh, yeah, it was just wonderful. Yeah, thank you for doing that. Oh, but speaking of food, um, I just heard Mark here, the owner of Amsterdam Tea Room, has hired a new chef, Frank McCann, and he is fabulous and now open for dinner. That is That's so awesome. So we can come here now. We yeah. don't have to come yes. during the daytime for tea. Yeah. That's yes. yeah. great. <laughs> more places to go in the
1: exchange in downtown. I'm all for it. That's oh, wonderful. I know. And
0: hey, well, it is winter, and what? I mean, less than a month till Christmas. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my gosh. Your
1: kids are obviously getting excited. TikTok, Tik. Yes, yes. They did wait till the first to open their advent calendars, though. So I consider that a win. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> God. oh. I, yeah. I can't remember the last time I bought one of those. But I know. Yes. Yeah. yeah. They're they're still. I have uh, I have three um, little elves, right? So I have one who's still really. Um, <laughs> in in enamored with Santa yes oh. really? Two were kind of you know too cool but they're gonna play it up for their sister yeah. which oh, I appreciate nice.
0: well that's always the question though at what age or is it a just a magical age Hint, is if there, children t- are watching <laughs> take them oh, out oh, of yeah. the yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes and then there's like distraught parents going no <laughs> but it's I guess always magical though too It can can be, yes. It's what you make it. And I think,
1: you know, just the wonder in their little faces is so special and so sweet. So I really enjoy it.
0: Yes, yes. And just wait till they get older. (laughs) 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 But that's a whole other story. Um, But uh, you know what, Pam? I -hmm. think uh, we had a coffee the other day and finding out more about you and what you're doing now is so cool. So um, I'm going to hold up this beautiful piece of jewelry Angel wings and nine one one, and I think that's as close as we can get right now. But it's beautiful. So thank you. Um, let's talk about what you're doing now and what nine one one four nine one one is all about.
2: Okay. Well, thank you. Um, the jewelry itself is called the Invisible Invi- Heroes mm-hmm. Collection, and it was made um, to kind of imitate or. Uh, represent guardian angel wings. That's what the the wings mean,
0: mm-hmm. um,
2: and it's like we're there 24/7, but rarely seen. Mm-hmm. Right. And so the whole thing that the wings are um, embracing 911 is for all the 911 community, whether they be the dispatchers, or call takers. Um, it's grown to mean more for um, losing fallen members, whether it be police, fire, paramedics. Mm-hmm. Um, and so much more than that as well. So that's basically what um, what that was. It was my acknowledgement, my thanks to um, the people that I worked alongside with for so many years, and who I don't feel get a lot of recognition or support sometimes. So that's um, why that was created. 911 for 911 is my um, business now that I've started. That is again in hopes of supporting the 911 community. Um, whether it be with um, consulting or training that I have with, um, that I've done um, with respect to vicarious trauma and f- compassion fatigue. Um, there's so much that's being said about post traumatic stress for the frontline officers, um, but we behind the scenes can experience trauma as well, and that's where they call it vicarious trauma because it's the second hand where you hear a lot but you don't actually see what's going on Mm -hmm. but after you know some nice you know it's just call after call years after years of hearing um, the screams the distress the anger it can wear on a person and sometimes it takes a long time to realize that it's actually affecting you I was one that always said oh no the job is great I love it it's not stressful it doesn't affect me took me to to quit my job and and step away from it for a bit to actually realize when I started um, researching the topics for this talk I was doing to make me realize that oh yeah you know what some of these are symptoms that I was experiencing didn't realize it Mm -hmm. and didn't know enough to speak up at the time so I just want to be able to provide support to people to to know that there's other people out there that they are not alone and that it's okay to ask for help because yeah, there used to be yeah. such a stigma around
0: Definitely. You know,
2: about something
0: like that. Yeah. So,
2: <clears throat> excuse me. Yeah. So, I just want to be able to help in that way.
0: And that's something that I had never really thought about, right? Until she started talking about it. And then I go, oh, yes. And then it's just like not even like the, it expands so much now, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, we were talking about hospitals. Mm-hmm. And, and then it even just spreads into, you know, even call centers, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. regular call centers mm-hmm. getting angry customers mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. always being like on the front
1: lines of getting the abuse mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they're just like, sorry. Well, mm-hmm. and I guess with with your particular example too, you might've helped somebody, but you'll never hear that mm-hmm. part of the story. Right. right? So mm-hmm. that you're left in constant state of cliffhanger. Right. And you don't know what mm-hmm. happened if everyone was okay and I could see how that would be like. You know, you're always thinking about that one call that week that you got and did something ever happen? Mm-hmm. And I guess because of privacy reasons too, you'll never find out the answer. So. Yeah, a lot
2: of times you, you don't. We, yes. You just constantly go from call to call, whereas, you know, the officers or, you know, firefighters, paramedics who are on the scene, they sort of see things from beginning to end. Right. Yeah. We don't, once the, we're done with the call, we go on to the next one. And there's a lot of times that it's, you know, like the book, you don't mm-hmm. get the last two chapters of the book and you're kind of left hanging. Mm-hmm. And yeah, there are times that we don't know the outcome or exactly what happened and we walk out while they're still dealing with stuff and Mm -hmm. you come back and you just jump right back in and you don't have time to think about a lot of stuff.
1: And so are there other areas and jurisdictions that have um, sort of supports in place for these types of workers or is this kind of a new thing altogether?
2: Well I think it's becoming more recognized and more prevalent now. Um, There are some services now that are um, acknowledging that they're their telecommunicators, 911 operators, um, are experiencing trauma Mm -hmm. such as this Mm -hmm. and are providing resources, whether it be a um, police psychologist that they have on staff um, or opening it up through, like, Blue Cross. You can go and get support through your um, health insurance if they have. Um, And some I know um, down in the States a lot are bringing in speakers as well, And really supporting their um, employees that way by bringing Mm -hmm. people in to talk about it Mm -hmm. and to come up with solutions and stuff, so that they um, can kind of reach it before it gets to that critical point. So yeah, it's there's a lot out there, and um, it's just me wanting to use my experiences to help others because sometimes, and you know. all the power to the people who are doing it. Um, sometimes they're not actually from the field. They haven't worked in it. They're more of the like the psychiatrist, psychologist side of yeah. things mm-hmm. who don't sometimes understand. The first hand experience? Right, right, what we go through. Mm-hmm. I don't have the medical, like the ist <laughs> I said behind my name of anything like mm-hmm. that, but I've got 20 years of frontline mm-hmm. experience yeah. mm-hmm. and can go from that saying, this is what I experienced in these this type of situation you might feel this too, and yes, know that you're yeah, not alone no. that way, as opposed yeah. to having somebody say, "Oh, you, you know, you will feel this, you will feel that." You know, so maybe.
0: What are some of the first symptoms that you see, or or even you experienced with this? Um, no. Yeah,
2: it's you know, we always say that um, we become very cynical, mm-hmm. thick-skinned yeah. Yeah. on the job, uh, but I think um, some of the main ones would be. If you stop going out with friends or family, Mm -hmm. um, you just want to stay inside. Taking yourself out of
1: social situations? Yes. Okay. Yeah, totally.
2: Mm -hmm. Um, Doing that, you just, like I, Said, I, you know, I just wanted to go back into my darkened bubble world, to my house with the blinds closed, the phones turned off, and just be by myself. Mm -hmm. Come up with excuses. Oh, I need to wash my hair. I've got a headache. When somebody calls to go out, Mm -hmm. and you know, and then slowly as that time goes on, then the calls stop coming because you always say no. Mm -hmm. Um, In family functions, it takes. You find that it's really hard to get yourself out of the house to go to a family event, whether it be a birthday, you know, wedding, Christmas coming, Mm -hmm. um, and you just kind of, you know, see that you're sitting there but you're not a part of
0: things. now, are you thinking of the job, or you just become distant?
2: You just become just. Dis- you could be, depending on, um, you know, if you were on shift or if you just had a really bad shift. A lot of yeah. times, you know, everybody yeah, asks... How do you
1: switch that off, right?
2: It, you like don't, you, it's, it just constantly yeah. plays. It's the movie in your mind. If you're that, walking
1: yeah. out of a shift and you have to go pick up kids or get groceries or look after a parent, I mean, how do you just stop that from playing in your head over and over again, right? Yeah, yes, I you, can you definitely don't. see. Yeah, course, and you yes. don't
2: want to tell, that, you know... You ask your, your spouse, your friend, your family member, how was your day? Right. And, I, you know, when I say a regular job, you know, they tell you about your day. When they say, how was your day, you don't want to go into the mm-hmm. details yeah. of what you've just heard yeah. or, you know, witnessed or anything like that. Because it's just not something that you want to expose them to. Right. And so you just kind of sit there and you don't talk. You just, oh, how was work? Fine.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know,
2: and you don't want to... you. Don't want to give the details of anything. Sometimes you can not for privacy reasons, of course. Of co- but um, other times you just don't want to to let them know how devastating your shift actually was. actually right. was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know if you find yourself kind of um, stepping back and not becoming emotional in situations where. If there's something that you're watching a movie or a show on TV that's really gruesome and everybody around you is kind of going like, oh, and you're yeah. just kind of like, oh, yeah, well, I've heard and seen worse. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah little things like so that are triggers desensitization and yeah. things like that right yes okay
2: yeah those can be um starting signals as well mm-hmm. um you know it can go so much deeper than that too and and with people no two people are the same right so one person might be experiencing this another person it might be affecting them totally. in some you know in some other way where they're acting more aggressive okay. or you know they're turning to alcohol mm-hmm. or you know softer drugs or something mm-hmm. like that to just to medicate. Yeah. 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 And just kind of go mellow, mm-hmm. um, you know the sleep patterns, of course too, and when you sleep, if you're having a lot of nightmares, um, you know we say that sometimes there's triggers too, and and you get hypersensitive and hyper aware of certain things, especially if you've had a traumatic event, um, if you know if you're driving somewhere. And, you, and there's one place in the city here that does it for me every time I walk by or drive by it. The first thing I think automatically is about a call that happened there and something that happened with that specific location. location. I acknowledge it and, and then I'm fine Like, and it just moves on. But every single time, no matter how many times I'm not going to do it this time, it's the first thing mm-hmm. that that so it could be step. something yeah, yeah and it could be something else it could be you know a house fire that somebody mm-hmm. was on the phone with and they drive by and that's you know automatically what they think of it could be something else and you know there's certain events that happen that I can you know close my eyes and I'm taken right back into the room mm-hmm. and I can see everybody who was there I know where they are mm-hmm. I can hear things mm-hmm. I can remember exactly how certain things are mm-hmm. and those are big signs too that course, you know yeah. Yeah. Um, there's a lot it's going spicy. on yeah
0: Wow. So. so how have you managed or, I mean, stepping away from the job and starting yourself anew? Yeah. But you, you will always have the job. Oh, absolutely. On your mind. Yes.
2: Oh, yes. It absolutely will always stay with me when you hear things. Um, I always think about the people behind the scenes mm-hmm. uh, as well. You hear a lot in the media about, you, you know, you see and you hear like the fires and a lot of stuff that goes down in the States too, as well as here. But I'm, my first thought is always to the people who are taking the calls mm-hmm. and how many calls they've had to hang up on people or what they're hearing. And, you know, their their homes, their families might be affected, but they have to stay strong and they have to keep going on. Mm-hmm. For myself, the big thing, like stepping away was a huge, huge decision for mm-hmm. me. That was my life for 20 years. That was my family for 20 years. Um, but leaving there, then it was just... Um, Taking time to decompress and just realizing that I needed to just take, you know, a couple months, four months is pretty much what I did, to just not do anything Mm -hmm. and not worry about it. I just, you know, went on a road trip and just kind of didn't try not to think about things and just accept that life is taking a new step Mm -hmm. and then um, going from there. And then it was just reconnecting with people um, Mm -hmm. and just finding the positives and things. I've always tried to um, stay positive, think of the positive things in life, like doing stuff for my dad like that and the gratitude, um, just an attitude like that of being thankful for what I have considering you see a lot of the sad side of society Mm -hmm. in this job. But um, then it's just finding out what I really liked doing again in my passions and being creative and travel and slowly going out and being around people again and yeah and just yeah and you know, realizing that you know what yeah i can, can um start it. to follow my own path again and just go out and start enjoying life and staying connected with some people on the job there just you know as yeah. as friends and just being there for them as well mm-hmm. um but realizing that no they can get on without me. (laughs) It hasn't stopped since I walked out the room. You know, the room still runs. Yes. And, you know, there's, and there's more to life than, you know, the job, especially if it's starting to take a toll on you. And yeah, that's kind of what I I did.
0: I mean, although you definitely stepped away from a very stressful job, but I think it's, that holds for a lot of people, right? unhappy in what they're doing and
1: then how it affects you. Yeah and I think you know like Pam said is that um, once it starts to take a toll on life outside of work I think you have to do a bit of a reevaluation and see you know if there's a way to um, distance yourself from that or turn a different corner and maybe take a new path and there's nothing wrong with that and that life is you know know. about taking you know different ways to your journey Mm -hmm. and you have to do what works for you, really. Right? That's
2: exactly mm-hmm. that's exactly it. And sometimes it takes a while because, you know, it's it's a habit. It's a routine. It's what you yeah. know yes. that you do year after year after year. And, you know, for me, it took probably a good eight months for me to decide that that was the route I was going to take and step mm-hmm. away from the job. It's security. Mm-hmm. You know, good-paying job. You've got benefits. You have mm-hmm. a pension. Yes. You know, nowadays, you don't know what you're oh, getting. Yeah. And yeah. to walk away from a lot of that was...
0: It was hard. It
2: was. It was. And that was a lot, you know, what... A lot of people commented on was you know you know and I'm like what you know what life's not all about money and benefits
0: if you're not healthy enough to enjoy it exactly exactly and I think
1: it's it's interesting too because we're now at that point sort of in in life and in work that these um, these mental health issues are taking more of a of a forefront which is great because I try to think how did people do it 20 years ago yes and 30 years ago they never said anything or we never thought about it and they thought it was them yes you know so now I think it's wonderful that there are supports and organizations in place. And processes in place to help people manage and deal Mm -hmm. with whatever trauma um, or issue they're facing in the workplace, and I think that that will only become more stronger and help the workforce uh, in the long run. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And a lot of times, you know, people would say, I mean, years ago too, is if you can't like suck it up. If you were feeling something or whether it be my job or somebody else's job, if, you know, something happened and you got emotional or it affected you somehow, it was the old, well, you know, suck it up, buttercup. Mm -hmm. If you can't do it, you know, go somewhere else. else. Yes. Yes. But it's just realizing that whatever job you're doing, it doesn't affect you people the same way it might affect you so they might be experiencing things differently and you know than you are and you just now it's you have to you know realize that everybody's not the same cookie out of the cutter
1: there you know everybody's yeah everybody's different and yeah and that there is no such thing as suck it up because the trauma has to go somewhere right right? so whether we don't whether we deal with it now or later it's just going to manifest itself in different and more destructive ways yes right
0: is it a different set of rules for men as opposed to women? Probably at, at your job though, or is there? It's probably more women, I would think. As a 911,
2: yeah, there was the majority of females, but I think um, for male-wise, it was because the majority at the time were men on the street and officers on the front line. And yeah. even like yeah. years ago when I started, it was for them too. It was like that stigma of we've always had a police psychologist mm-hmm. on staff. Mm-hmm. But if, you know, people found out, oh, the big burly guy was going to go and, you know, have a meeting, you know, they got kind of ridiculed and, you know, and all that. And it's now, again, it's taken years, but slowly now it's realizing for them as well that it's okay for guys to ask for help. But I think it was hard for a lot of them, too, because, you know. They're on the front lines. They're the ones carrying the the guns. And yes, totally. It's like, I can't be weak. I've got to be the strong one.
0: I know. And Yeah. No, it's it's just kind of crazy. I mean, you just don't realize what stress people are under. And you look perfectly normal and healthy. But (laughs) clearly, I mean, you don't know what they're feeling inside. Mm -hmm. And I think, too, it's like we have become desensitized, Mm -hmm. right? Like we can say... Crappy things to somebody just on our phone and send a text, or on Facebook and post, and not have to face them. Yeah. So having to
1: deal with that, I mean, th- I think this has a lot to do with everyday life. You know. Oh, absolutely, because it, if it, your work affects your life, no matter you know how you mm-hmm. how you yeah. try to frame it, right? And um, I think um, that. Uh, w- We're looking at ways to help make work more manageable and to Mm -hmm. help take away some of that stigma. No matter what workplace you're in, and I think those are all really important things that we need to look at. And you know, whether it's the front lines, or we'd also talked about even the judicial system and legal system. There are people Uh, suffering in in there as well who are just (laughs) doing their jobs and. um, we never talked about those things before so I think that we need to start talking, and you know I'm a big fan of talking, right?
2: <laughs> <laughs> but when you talk,
1: when you talk yeah. about things, when you educate people on things, you give people a different perspective and an opportunity to say, I never looked at it that way before, right. yeah. and that gives me a new perspective on your experience or your experience, and now I see what you mean, you know.
0: So okay, so front lines, and sorry you know you can say no we can't talk about it, but we, we were just talking before, before now about a uh, situation with your children, and now children can be on the front lines through social media, mm-hmm. like Snapchat, or you were just mentioning, Instagram, or whatever, a text, of a major incident happening. So how are they now going to respond to that? Or, or what do we say? Like, I mean, you kind of Great found question. out. Mm-hmm, I never thought I would
1: have to have that conversation, but I guess I'm having it today with my children. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. So the story is that a school division just outside the city was shut down today for some online threats that were made. And uh, in the car today, as we were listening to the radio, I happened to ask my child, "Did you hear about this?" And he's like, "Oh yeah, I heard about it on Snapchat last night." <laughs> I was in the middle of my drive, and I was just like, "What?" Like, this, so this child went to bed with the knowledge that these threats were out there, and I said, well, did you think to tell anybody, i.e. me, Mm -hmm. i.e. the police, RCMP, Mm -hmm. anything? But, of course, they're young. They they don't understand the effects of these things, right? They don't have that ability to think that far ahead. And so when we get home from school today, we're going to have a conversation about what happens when you see these things on social and how you need to take it to a parent or a grown-up, and that needs to be reported and or uh, manage from an adult perspective, right, right? right? Now, my child is 13, and I didn't think I would need to have that conversation. But again, me, even living this social media life, yeah. now I'm seeing just how far this is reaching, right? And how we need to prepare our kids, again, with mm-hmm. education and knowledge about um, passing it on to a grown-up. They don't mm-hmm. have to carry that burden, necessarily. But again, even just seeing that that's out there, knowing that a school could be under attack with um, threats, whether it's uh, verbal or physical. Right. Um, that's a scary thing. That That I is know. not something that we ever dealt with as, as children. So, no. you know, these kids are, again, you know, dealing with that kind of, um, I guess, secondary trauma, you know, as long as if they're dealing with it firsthand. But mm-hmm. then you mm-hmm. also think, are they a little bit desensitized to it? Because he was just like, well, I'm sure somebody else is going to deal with it. And it's just like, whoa, wait. Bad. Like, yeah. you know, um, so, yeah. you know, that bystander effect, right? Yeah. So how do we teach them to be... Responsible and yet not um, feel that it's their responsibility to do right. everything as well. So do
0: you think his reaction was because he probably thought that this was like secondhand or old news? Right. Like they so had whoever it was had already done? It had been passed along oh, like, uh, he, he, as yeah. things are
1: on text and social. It was a friend of a friend of a friend of a friend, right? right? And he eventually got it. Um, but again, it's one of those things where if you're going to be on social media, as my child, you <laughs> need to tell me when these things happen. Yes. Because that's a traumatic thing for you to see. That's a very grown-up topic, as far as I'm concerned. And that's something that we needed to be aware of.
0: Wow. Yeah. So hopefully everything's okay. and Yeah.
1: Yeah, so the police have arrested three people uh, in connection with this particular incident. But I think, again, it brings home the larger conversation of what your kids are doing online and what they're seeing online that you would never even know unless you asked.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, Mm -hmm. I don't know. This is kind of like we always go all over the place. (laughs) But, I mean, this weekend, sorry, like our family, well, my guys love the NFL. Yeah. So the big scandal was this uh, Kareem Hunt on the Kansas City Chiefs. He's been kicked off the team or whatever because of an altercation he had with a woman in a hotel with CCTVs, right? A hallway altercation where he physically punches her, kicks her. Now, you know, seeing the video, she, uh, I guess, started it by calling him out and being, you know, yelling and and whatever. But this is a full-out brawl with a woman who punches another man Mm -hmm. who then gets punched goes around and gets kicked. Oh, my goodness. Mm. I'm glad I
1: missed that video on social media <laughs> well, and, <laughs> and I don't, and I don't <laughs> think your,
0: your kids would, but again, yeah. but, like, yeah, like you okay. could have be well, obviously there could have been, like, a first responder mm-hmm. or someone there that got mm-hmm. the 911. Mm-hmm. And what do you do? Yeah.
2: Right. I mean, that's the th- and that's the hard part. Depending on who's the one calling, that's yep. we go on by what's told to us. So if somebody is okay, well, he just hit her without seeing that she had instigated it or something. I mean, you're in your mind, you're thinking, well, he's the one at fault, and what right. you know there, then that's where it goes to becoming desensitized to too. Is then sometimes you know you think, well, she started it. Well, does she deserve it then? And, and I mean, and I'm not saying that I'm, that's right or wrong, but these are thoughts that go through people's head.
1: And you're trying exactly. to fill in the scenario in your head yes, as you're taking and, in these details. Right? and
2: sometimes they're not giving you all the information. So again, mm-hmm. that's where you know our minds go, and we sometimes make more of it, or you know, in our minds. But we've just got to go by what people tell us. So when the officers get there, they're the ones that are. You know, placing the puzzle pieces exactly. together because yeah. that's all we're getting is just a right. little tidbit here, and there, or the other. Judgment.
0: And you have to make a judgment call right? And it's, it's, it's yeah. life or death, or you don't know, but yeah. somebody's How long in was the video. Oh, probably about I don't know. It seems forever, but mm-hmm. well, probably five minutes. But uh-huh. again, yeah. um, but this is like an NFL mm-hmm. football player making yeah. you know multi-million dollars a year, uh, but, but he wasn't kicked off
1: the team right away. Is that right?
0: Well, he was officially let go, I think,
1: this weekend. Okay. So, yeah. yeah. But, but the, if uh, I'm not... Okay, so I didn't see the video, but I did yeah, hear the chatter. So, so, so there was a yeah. bit of a lag, though, between that yes. actual decision, correct? Oh, okay. Well, well, of course. Yeah. And, yeah. I mean, well, yeah. and
0: again, what message are you... Well, there is no message. It's clearly, yeah. You mm-hmm. know, and they'll do everything to wipe it or sweep yeah. it under the carpet. And I don't know. It's just when it's there, there's, yeah, when there's, there's yeah, no, when there's no mm-hmm. meaning to life. Or you no respect for life? Then? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, and uh, then
2: too, it's like he's more of a public figure. He's you know a respected football player. Yeah. Does that hold them to a higher standard? I mean, should it? Should it not? I don't know. I don't you know open no. some of these doors here too. Mm-hmm. But um, when you sometimes when you're more of a public figure too, you yeah. get scrutinized more and
0: right. and it's just that and you know it goes back to the old social media and yeah. cameras everywhere right so, yes yeah, yeah. and see so the yeah.
1: camera the cameras do help because at least yes. they can fill in you know the puzzle pieces that were missing Absolutely. and can give some uh, some verification to what the story was that the first line responders received but yeah. all
0: right well yes. it's kind of depressing yeah. oh, <laughs> i know but you know what i think pam like i totally i believe in what you're doing and I Thank think that's you. so cool and I, you know what it's all about empowerment too right supporting mm-hmm.
1: Absolutely. supporting mm-hmm. women knowledge and, and, knowledge and just uh, people in general yeah, in their workplace in and yeah. letting everyone know that you um, you know we're doing things better now and that you're not alone and that that stigma needs to be shattered i think that's really yeah. really important mm-hmm. And Absolutely. no matter what job you're in um there's always stresses right oh, for um sure. some more than others obviously but i think what you're doing is so important and just really um needed really needed
0: yeah so it's 9114 number 4 9-1-1. And thanks so much Pam. So we're gonna have a follow up too. Okay. Yeah sounds good. And see yes. how everything's going. But now okay, I wanna get Mark back. I want some more tea.
1: Yeah. Oh okay. To warm up a little bit. Yes. yes. Has been a production of I Like You.com, podcast
0: distribution from the Sound Off Media Company. Hi, I'm Mercedes Nickel, four time Winter Olympian and host of Dropping In, a podcast with Mercedes. This is a podcast where I interview a bunch of different people. I get the good, the bad, and the ugly, as well as I share my stories along the way. Now you can drop in at DroppingIn.com or subscribe on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube. I'll see you soon. Come
1: on a journey like no other, where you will discover many rogues that will lead you to a happier, healthier, and more stress-free life. Follow or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at AveryRich.com.
0: Another Sound Off Media Company podcast.